first ever episode of Ride the Pine, presented by the Benchwarmers Podcast Network. This is your weekly roundup show and your one-stop shop for the week's top stories in sports. I'm your producer, Sean Sprout. We have a lot to dive into for our inaugural episode, but let's start off by meeting the squad. First up is a man that's convinced he's trying out for the St. Louis Cardinals every Thursday night during slow pitch softball. It's Cameron May. How you doing, Cameron? Hey, what's going on, Sean? Thanks for having me. Uh, you know, sitting here, little uh, bourbon and ginger, getting the vibes right for the day. I like it. I like it. The recruits for the Cardinals probably won't. Uh, now, <laughs> I'm not saying our next host is Travis Kelsey, but I've never seen him and Travis Kelsey in the same room. It's Kenny Hudden. Hey, Kenny. How's it going? I prefer uh, being called J- Jason Kelsey, clearly. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure either of those. Kevin. They might be the same person. We don't actually know. And we really do need to hurry up with this next introduction because I'm pretty sure he's late for his tea time. It's Adam Freeman. How's it going, Adam? I never, I never want to be late for a tea time. <laughs> we'll, we'll try and wrap this up quickly for you then. I appreciate uh, it. So this is our first episode, Ride the Pine. Um, we really wanted to start this to kind of be a weekly roundup show for all the top headlines in sports. Uh, every single week, we're going to bring you three or four that we kind of deem worthy of talking about uh, because we feel like, you know, you, our opinions are worthy of you uh, listening to them, apparently. So, starting up, uh, this one broke maybe an hour before we started recording and is probably the weirdest of the bunch. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo signs a $200 million a year deal with Al Nasser in Saudi Arabia. And. The weirdest part of this deal is that Sporting Kansas City, the big club over in Kansas City, Missouri, debatable, actually, uh, Kansas, was apparently in a bidding war to get him. Uh, Adam, what the hell, man? What is a bidding war with them? I mean, legitimately, 200 million euros a year? They had no chance of being in that. I I think it's a great idea. It would have been fantastic. We would have got to see him on this side of the river, or this side of the state, three times. That would have been amazing. There's no way they had a chance of that. I, I'm, is it even allowed? Uh, per MLS rules, if he's a designated player, technically, yeah, he could have been paid anything um, because it can go over the salary cap. But I, th- I think the actual deal with Al Nasser, I, I hope I'm saying that right, is it's 75 million euros per year, and then the rest equates to 200 million, and that's like all of his commercials and endorsements. So that's still I, an insane number. It's an insane number. Um, I would have absolutely loved to have seen this happen. Uh, For those who don't know that are listening, uh, three-fourths of the podcast is located in St. Louis, and there are multiple trips to Kansas City this year, or next year, excuse me, for uh, MLS. Uh, Cameron, would you have uh, got a second mortgage out to go see Ronaldo play at Sporting Park? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always tough whenever you have to travel to Kansas, you know. Such, such nobody, a far nobody likes it. Here. We don't like crossing the border. <laughs> no, no, never. Um, there is no less than a hundred percent chance that I would have been making the drive over there, though. That would have been incredible, especially. I I don't remember if Casey does come here, but to be able to see him here in St. Louis would be pretty awesome. I mean, but would you see him though? He's been so flaky here recently. Uh, about his play, <clears throat> I mean, it, it, it. I I wouldn't have had any interest in seeing Ronaldo. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the first hot take out uh, of the bunch. It 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 didn't interest me. Now it, it fired up my brother-in-law who's from Kansas City. I got a string of uh, text messages about it, but I, it 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 doesn't interest me. I don't know why. It just. It was a nothing burger for me. I mean, I think you have a legit point, though. I mean, you're not seeing Ronaldo that is Ronaldo anymore. You know, you're seeing glimpses of Ronaldo. You're seeing the very end of of his career, you know, the Albert Pujols final year. That's what you're kind of seeing. He's still a great soccer player, but in the end, Kenny, if you even get me to roll my R's to say Ronaldo, I'm not doing it. We've uh, but no <laughs> brother, Eric. But Bice. I think... <laughs> I think it's it, it's not a crazy opinion, though. I mean, would he play in every game? I doubt it. I'm curious to see what he even plays now. 
I mean, I, I think he takes this deal because he's going to play in half the games. Obviously, I don't know what the schedule looks like that he's going to be playing. Um, but this is probably more along the lines of being an ambassador. Let's be honest. Uh, Messi was supposed to be the ambassador for the Saudi bid for 2030 World Cup, I believe. Um, there's high... I mean, there's no way Messi can do that now after Argentina wins a World Cup and they're trying to put a bid in for 30 as well. So This is like the MLS Beckham deal. He's, yes. Yeah, he can go and perform. He can dominate. But really, it, he's now the face of the league and really kind of the country in a lot of ways. Uh, I don't know what the Saudi Arabia League even looks like. I That's... I, I feel like I'm pretty versed in soccer around the globe. I couldn't name you any other team besides Al Nasser, and I just learned that I, two hours ago. I mean, not yeah. to get too like political in it, too, but the Saudis have been washing sports for a while. Um, yep. We could talk about Liv. We could talk about Newcastle. But yep. this is just another thing that makes them look better and hides what they're truly doing. But I, I, I don't want to delve into that topic because that's a whole other can of worms. Yeah, we, we don't need to get into that. And But I, if he would have come to MLS, he would have played 34 games. Uh, it would have been plus League's Cup. Um, Sporting Kansas City was terrible last year, so they're not playing any uh, Champions League or anything like that. But you're really looking at almost 40 games that he could have featured in. He's 37 years old. I, I imagine that's not going to happen over in, in Saudi Arabia. But do you think he dominates the league regardless? Still not knowing anything about the league. I mean, I would assume he does. You know, I their, their World Cup team wasn't that great. And I would assume a lot of the players on the World Cup team play in that league. It, again, not knowing much of it, I, it's hard to tell you, but he's still... He's still some version of Ronaldo. Well, to be fair, Saudi Arabia beat Argentina in the first game of the tournament, and Argentina went on to win the whole thing. So they're decent. Um, so you're saying that they should have been the, they should have been the runner runner up then, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's yeah, weird. I don't know. It's it's super weird, and I I don't know. I there's a lot that goes through my head about like what what he could have turned down. I mean, did he really not have an offer and that was the last offer? And that was what he decided was the better offer of everything? I find that hard to believe. I would assume that playing for MLS, other than the money, would have been a better offer. I can't imagine there's no no league in Europe that didn't want him. Or did want him, whatever. I think that, I it's uh... just it's it's a crazy move. That Pierce Morgan interview probably um, burned a lot of those bridges yeah. and a lot of those opportunities. But can you can just just imagine in like a bizarro world, like you're 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 you live in Kansas City, you're going shopping at the Target in Westport, and you look over in the self checkout lane, and <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo is standing there with, <laughs> like, I would lose my mind. <laughs> I just I can't. Who the see hell it. is that? <laughs> so, but that's the problem though. You would lose your mind, but most of those people care more that's... about Patrick Mahomes. That's right. a great point. I think well, they would life... be co-owners of the team at that point, wouldn't they? Because well, he would yeah. have to sign mm-hmm. some sort of owning rights. Yeah, I don't. Based on what's reported, I don't think that was on the table, which is crazy. I mean, I, I mean, that was the whole point of the big talking point with Messi is that he was going to get a massive ownership stake if he was going to go to Miami, and that's what happened. And I mean, didn't Beckham they do too. the same thing with Beckham? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but wasn't. Wasn't the original rumor with Messi going to be that he was going to come over to NYCFC to, or no, he was going to come over. Yeah. He was going to come over with them because of Man City. And then he well, was that, going to basically just be a normal player. That right. was the original thought. Cause they thought he was going to sign with Man City instead of PSG. Right. And then he was going to do like, I guess you call it a sweetheart deal and go over to NYFC. Yeah. It was going to be like a two year, two year type thing. He was still going to get paid by Man City or ownership of Man City, but he was going to be for City FC at that point. Let's be honest. They were going to skirt the financial rules anyway, so they do it already. Uh, Every major market team does. That is true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It has to. I mean, that's the only way that you can get some of these guys, some of the bigger name guys to come over. Yeah. 
Cameron you does uh, on Ronaldo going to Saudi Arabia. Does that scar his legacy? Uh, I mean, I don't necessarily think he has the best personal legacy in the world. Uh, I, I think he's had multiple <laughs> legal issues brought up by people, so I don't know if this is really going to be the thing that pushes people over the edge. Uh, I mean, I think it was kind of, as Kenny mentioned with Liv earlier, it it's just becoming kind of normal now, so they're absolutely hitting their goal of kind of sports washing everything out. So I, I don't think it would hurt his legacy, but I think it would be right on par for something they would do. Yeah, the, the, the big question for me is, does it, does it scar his legacy and basically make him irrelevant for the next two years, uh, potentially three years for this move, or does it legitimize the Saudi Arabian League? I have no idea. So I have a thought on that. Um, being a Chelsea fan and watching Drogba basically hold Chelsea's feet to the fire and then going to a Chinese club and basically disappearing says all I need to know about what's going to happen to Ronaldo and what people are going to care about as far as him playing in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Uh, Do you know where Drogba went after that? Hell to the no. <laughs> Uh, he went to, uh, went to uh, the USL, didn't he? Yeah, he played for the Phoenix Rising, and he was a, I think he's a Ooh. co-owner. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Roy Kent but, playing for Ted Lasso. I mean, right now, if you think of... If you think... That was a good one. If you think of what they're doing, I mean, right now, it's just like live. I mean, they the Saudis went out and they they got Ronaldo. Was they guess what they did? They went out and they got Mickelson. And now it, the only way that this makes it any sort of relevant is going to be if they're able to bring in more names. And I don't think they're going to be able to. Not because of I don't think because of who they are, what they've you know what they've done. I just don't think they're going to be able to get to get that many people to want to go there. I just don't. It, wouldn't make sense to a lot of other people. Let's put it that way. And I, and I don't yeah. know the, the economics that are driving Saudi Arabia other than oil, right? Like they're not a tourist destination like Dubai or Qatar. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, how many people who want to see Ronaldo are going to fly to Riyadh where the, the, the team is located at? And I didn't even know where the team was located. I, I had to use the Google box to, to f- find that one out. <laughs> I mean, I could have guessed, but point remains the I mean, same. More research than, get... than I did because I don't know where. <laughs> yeah, that's, I still got nothing. <laughs> they're still going to get, you know, his first game. They're going to get a ton of viewers. Everybody knows that because they're just going to be, you know, the the media world is going to surround it. Mm-hmm. After that, then it becomes just, you know, what what interest at that point? You know, if he if he comes out and he lays an egg in the first game, and it's just not not worth watching then it's going to fade away real quick you won't hear much about it other than the the true soccer diehards or football diehards whichever way you want to slice that uh they're they're going to report on it you're still going to see a lot of the big name uh football media going out on it but after that it's it's not going to be anything i mean hell you you get men in blazers that has the you know the random u.s nationals that are on the random leagues over in europe that they're posting videos of goals and things like that. I mean, you'll get that across the board, but I mean, is, is it going to be the the ratings that they want? I don't see that coming. Oh, time will tell. It, it's a lot of unknowns. Like like we said, the story broke like two hours ago, and the the sporting Kansas City aspect of it was even less than that. Uh, I'm I'm still trying to wrap my brain around that. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, but uh, let's let's move on, Cameron. You got uh, another topic for us. Yeah, so uh, what uh, what's going on with the Raiders here, boy? Does anyone <laughs> actually know if they're gonna try and win a game? Do you actually think it's best <laughs> to bench Derek Carr and see what they have? Or I mean, it's not like Derek Carr's been abysmal by any standard. Sean, uh, what do you think on that? Well, I think the bigger question is, do the Raiders know they're playing football? Let's start there, because I don't think that they actually. Mm-hmm. Know. I'm pretty sure that they still think they're back in Oakland. It's. Yeah. It's a dumpster fire. Uh, it, it feels like yet another situation where the Raiders have to clean house and start from scratch again. What's funny is I was talking to somebody the other day, like right after Hackett got fired from Denver, and I started thinking, I'm like, 
Josh McDaniels hasn't been that much better in Oakland other than the fact that he's not an idiot when it comes to calling timeouts and managing a game in general. Uh, but, I mean, do they have, like you just said, do they have to go back and now figure out who they really want to be a head coach? Because it's not Josh McDaniels. We've all been, or all seen this uh, this play out in the past, and it has never worked out. It will not work out. Um, I mean, I can't imagine that he sticks around much longer. You trade for Devontae Adams because of Derek Carr, and then you bench Derek Carr. I almost completely forgot about that old uh, Adams tweet. It won't be that big of an adjustment going from Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> that worked out well. I mean, the the yeah. fascinating thing about the Raiders is, is if you ask me, McDaniels shouldn't even have been their coach. The guy who was the interim coach, and I'm going to – I forget his name now. Somebody's going to have to remind me on Passaccia. it. Passaccia. Yes. That dude was Pretty great. sure that's how you say it. That dude was fantastic. But this is the Raiders' M.O. I mean, let's be honest. Mark Davis is the only owner who's technically not a billionaire, and this is what he does. He sells off assets. He would maybe make it to a billionaire status if he considered changing that bowl cut up just one time. Ooh, man, that's so sharp, though. (laughs) Hey, props to him. It's going to make a comeback in five years like the mullet, and no one's going to know what happened. But he clearly can't be a billionaire spending $500 on that haircut. Yeah. I mean, he's, clearly he's bad with money. Yeah, but he's, he's been just, bringing a whole bunch of smoke shows into uh, into his press box, and they, they seem to they're really They're probably like cheaper than his haircut. <laughs> I mean, oh, I'm but, sure uh, they're nice ladies. <laughs> let's be honest. I mean, the Raiders shockingly are the worst team in that division i know the broncos have been bad but mm-hmm. the broncos have a better chance at turning around and being good next year than the raiders do because the raiders are going to let Derek Carr go or they're going to trade him and they're going to let josh jacobs walk too there's rumors that he's not going to play this weekend which would be fantastic <laughs> why is that, Kenny? Yeah, why is well, that? That's because our co-host who's not here is playing me in the league championship, and Josh Jacobs is his show pony. So, Damn. yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, not here. Uh, we're not going to mention his name. <laughs> no, he'll get in on it later. Uh, Kenny, I mean, I I would disagree that they're the that they're the worst team. Denver is an awful football team, other than their defense. Denver is an awful football team. Russell Wilson is not Russell Wilson. Uh, I forget who was the national uh, the national guy I heard on ESPN radio today, but he brought up a really good point, or I guess it was yesterday, uh, that Russell Wilson was never was always going to be a scheme quarterback. And when Pete Carroll realized that he could no longer play in the scheme, he cut him. He got rid. He you know I'll go get Geno Smith, and Geno Smith can run the system and do it that way. And guess what? They're just letting Russ cook in Denver, and the whole team is cooking at this point. You know, it's they're Denver is not good. They trade away so many assets that would have been way more valuable to them than getting Russell Wilson and paying him a quarter of a billion dollars. Okay, counterpoint. Uh, they've got two really good receivers, and um, Jerry Judy and uh, Cortland Sutton. They are a running back away from having a pretty good offense and if they get a co- they get a coach who can scheme towards Russell Wilson's strengths they are in a much better position right now than the Oakland Ra- oh excuse me the Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> are in I mean they're a perfect landing spot for Josh Jacobs if Jacobs does leave that if you put him in Denver yes that team does get does become does become way better because now you can run the play action that Russ can succeed with and you'll be able to to transition away from just throwing the ball down. But would Jacob leave in free agency though, or is he would he have to be traded to an in division rival? Well, Jacobs <laughs> is likely to hit the free agency yeah. uh, okay. block. Um, the rumor right now is Sean. Uh, I hope you're sitting down. Uh, the Eagles. Mm. So. Mm, well, That'd be a hell of a team. Than, than Sanders, you know, because... Mm, Apparently Sanders is in a contract year, and I was not aware of that either. 
Listen, I don't hate yeah, it. I think, <laughs> I think the big thing uh, that we just glaringly didn't talk about in a completely unbiased way, uh, would the Broncos be better if they still had Drew Locke? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, because they they would be drafting number three and getting a quarterback to replace True Lock. <laughs> what do you think they gave him a call? Try and bring him back? <laughs> I don't think he's going back there. How dare you? This is an eighty-two Honda. <laughs> back back to the Raiders. I, I'm pretty sure I, I I know the answer to this because <laughs> because of how we were just talking about them. But they have two games left. They play uh, the 49ers, I believe that's at home, and then the Chiefs at home, I believe. Do they have – technically, they're still in the running for a playoff spot no, right now. No, don't even start the question. No, they're not going <laughs> to make the playoffs. Those are two really tough games. So I, that was going to be my question. Is, is there any opportunity they even win one of those games? No, not unless a meteor strikes and neither of those teams can travel. <laughs> uh, it, it, the good news is it should be cold. Uh if, because they're playing at KC, aren't they? Or is, is that, that what it is? Okay. I think so. Um, you know, Derek Carr doesn't have to worry about his eyeliner uh, running because <laughs> he won't be sweating anymore. It happens. Okay, legit question. I don't know. Somebody else is going to have to look this up. Right now, the four division leaders in the AFC, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bengals, and the Jags, right? So who? what two teams am I forgetting that are in the wild card? Oh, the Chargers clinched a playoff spot. Chargers. Chargers are in. Ravens. Uh, are the Ravens in the last one? The Ravens are ten and five. Our so last two. So yeah, the Raiders. So the, are the Ravens would be the above only spot, the. Mm-hmm. The only spot in the AFC that's still to be determined is the South, right? Because Indy. <coughs> sorry, Tennessee and um, the Jaguars play each other Week 18, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you still have the Dolphins out there at eight and seven. With I think are they the last playoff spot? I'm looking it up right now. Anybody want to get a hot it, take on what they think is going to happen in the AFC South? Now that we're at it, we're looking at it. Jacksonville. Yeah, I think it's going to be Jacksonville. I want the Titans. What did you say? The Cameron? Titans are in it. Oh, I I want Jacksonville. I want, well, yeah, because I you want just to lost the, the parlay because of Tennessee. <laughs> I, I want Tennessee to not score another point. <laughs> I I want to know what happened with Malik Willis. Like, I know that he hasn't been the greatest. I totally understand that. But he hasn't had that many reps, and you're going to go out and get Josh Dobbs? He's going to be your starting quarterback out of nowhere? That team, there's no way that team wants to make the playoffs. Maybe it was a condition of the alien invasion. Josh Dobbs' people weren't going to invade the planet if he was allowed to start one game a season. What was his degree in? Wasn't it like astrophysics or something like that? that. Yeah. How how Tennessee, let's be honest, how Tennessee, the University of Tennessee, had an astrophysics program boggles my mind. Astrophysics. Or it was like, it was like, um, something engineer. I don't remember. It was, it was something crazy. But I mean, I, I think, yeah, Jacksonville's going to come out on that one, which is going to be huge in both directions for that team. Getting to the playoffs would be fantastic for Jacksonville. Not getting a top pick to be able to add more to that team is going to hurt them as well. You know, they need to be drafting top half of the first round to get the talent. Um, especially on offense, helping out helping out uh, Trevor Lawrence a little bit more. But, um, yeah, I think Jacksonville's going to get into the playoffs on that one. And they're going to host a playoff game too, which would be incredible. I don't I don't think they need that top pick because Calvin Ridley, Mr. Uh, gambling true. man himself, is going to, uh, you know, that's like uh, the old Cardinals saying, that's like making a trade <laughs> in the middle of the season. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, I think the we, Ravens, we can't go on the Cardinals. <laughs> no. I think uh, I think the Derek Carr situation becomes really interesting because there's a ton of teams that would go out and pick him up right away. Um, but then exactly. you have to figure out who's going to go to who's going to go to Vegas. I mean, you could get a lot of players to go there. Like everybody's going to want to go to Vegas, but who's going to want to play for that franchise? Um, there was the rumor that was out a couple weeks ago that Brady was 
before everything hit the fan with Gruden that Brady was going to go there to go with Gruden. That was part of the whole deal. Um, and then that backfired probably because he sent them crazy emails or something. Um, but, I mean, that that's not going to happen. Brady's not playing in Vegas unless he gets paid Ronaldo money. Um, he, he is, he is single, single now, though. That's oh. true. Yeah, yeah it is true. Vegas that would is be a bad a, place to be single. That And to be Tom Brady, too, yeah. But, so, I mean, that team's in bad spot. So the, you, that's a good segue, then. Is is a car trade imminent? Can, can it even happen? And if so, like, so where's the best likelihood? Or the I read about it today. Yeah, he has a very interesting contract. The way that his contract was written is that as long as he doesn't get hurt, he's not guaranteed any money for three years. All of his money triggers after a week after the Super Bowl. So if they cut him within like three or five days after the Super Bowl, it doesn't hurt the team. If they wait until after, his money becomes guaranteed for the three years or whatever it is. And it's, I don't remember what the exact dollar amount is, but it basically means that they're going to cut him at that point because you can't make a trade before uh, the season starts back up. So they'll cut him after it, it would be my guess, so that they don't have to pay him and then he becomes a free agent. Hmm. Which sounds becomes... like the only team that would actually make that deal is the Raiders, so therein lies the problem. <laughs> the Raiders are going to re-sign him. <laughs> They're going to cut him, and we're going to re-sign him for five years, $250 million. Could you see a situation, though, where the Raiders cut ties and maybe throw money at Lamar Jackson? No way, because he's going to get franchise tagged. Mm. He's not going to get out of Baltimore. Hmm. That's fair. Oh, they're going to trap him for a while. Yeah. And, I mean, the the idea that's been thrown around by a lot of people is that they're either just going to franchise him for the next, what, three years or whatever it is, or they're going to say, hey, why don't we why don't we buy out your three years at what the franchise tag would be? The I think it's I think it's like $32 million this year. It's like 40-something next year, or I guess 2023, 24. And then I think 25 would be close to 50. So like, hey, why don't we just buy you out and pay you the three years at whatever that value is? Um, but I don't. I, if I'm Lamar, I'm not taking that. I'll take my chances on a franchise tag and see what happens. I, it seems like he's already taken his <laughs> chance this time to kind of see what happens and yeah. not going great. It's the the Lamar trade is really interesting to me i i i don't think that's gonna ha- gonna happen at all but uh i think i'm, I'm kind of rooting for that that that's intriguing if they can get lamar jackson somehow i want the raiders to be good of all of the teams that come out of that division i always feel like the raiders just underachieve every single year and i feel like that in a market that they're in it's a small market but it's such a like a tantalizing market i want them to be good it's frustrating all right, let's uh let's take a quick break, fellas. We'll be back uh just a couple minutes. We'll talk uh, Carlos Correa and then some of the bowl matches that are coming up. So, quick break. We'll be right back. So we just talked about one disaster of a contract situation. What about Carlos Correa? How does that even happen? And how does it happen twice is probably the better question. Once, okay, cool, that's fine. But you fail two physicals after you sign a major deal? That seems absolutely ridiculous to me. Cameron, as our uh, hopeful rising star in the MLB via the softball league, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> how do you let that happen? Yeah, uh, apparently there's one piece of evidence we didn't know, and that's that he's actually an amputee uh, <laughs> from whenever they went back to L.A. after they cheated their way through that. Um, yeah, I mean, his leg most must be missing below the knee, and just no one knows for this to continue to happen. Isn't this his back? I, no. I don't think it's been released what it actually is, has oh. it? I haven't the rumor, heard the rumor I've seen has been that he had surgery back on, I think it was his right leg, like three or four years ago. And they something keeps popping up in the physical on that leg that is scaring them off about the longevity of the contracts. 
did you guys hear how the contract and the MLB actually works? So if he is a free agent, if there is an injury, technically that the Twins have to pay workers comp on him or pay him for his injuries because basically the MLB has a break, you break it, you buy it policy <laughs> that if you sign a guy, he is now yours. doesn't matter what happens after that until he is signed again as a free agent. If anything pops up preventing him, you have to pay for him. So basically the twins are on the hook for any injury that he has and paying all of his bills, all of the stuff that he doesn't get because they technically they broke it they figured out as a oh yeah even if they you know they knew that it was going to happen or whatever it might be they assume that the injury happened now with the twins and the twins are on the hook for all of that (laughs) even if the injury potentially happened back when he was with the astros yeah because the way that their physical works is basically the twins signed off saying that he is healthy and he is able to play because their medical experts say that they were, or they said, you know what, we're only going to keep them for a year. It doesn't really matter anyways. We want the ticket money or the ticket revenue now. We don't care. But then they assume anything that happens. And I forgot what they said on MLB Network about how, uh, like how much the Twins could be on the hook for. But basically, if he doesn't end up actually staying with the Mets now, he could be on, or the Twins could be on the hook for basically providing pay and medical services for him for the for the entire season that he misses if he does miss a season. Do you think the real reason for all of this is he's actually trying to back out of the deal because uh, Mosaic's uh, carrier pigeon just now got there? Or <laughs> is that just a pipe dream that, that we're not going to swoop in with some under-the-radar bargain deal um, <laughs> no just way to have happens. him hit a 213 when he's here? I mean, no I way. thought it was extremely questionable – on the MLB PA's part that he fails the physical with the Giants and within five hours is signed by the Mets. Like it was was that long. It wasn't even that. I'm being very generous, but it was extremely suspicious. Um, Yeah. It it brings me to a point, I guess John, the John boy media guys were, Mm -hmm. I think they were on TikTok. It was like the MLB should restructure their contracts five years. Max kind of have like the, the super max deals that the NBA has Um, because these 12 and 13 year deals are getting ridiculous. It's out of the problem. Like you, like Adam said, the twins took a risk because it was a year or two. And now they're going to get screwed. Well, and I think it's interesting. Um, again, the ESPN had a really cool article after he signed with the Giants about why teams are doing like 12 and 13 year deals. And it's because they don't expect the players to get there. They would much rather prorate the deal to where they're paying guys way more up front and not as much towards the back half of the contract per year. You know, we all see it as AAV, average annual value. But the team sees it as, oh, I'm paying him $50 million this year, $50 million next year, but I'm going to pay him $20 million the next three or whatever it might be. you know So they're saving money on the back end of it and not expecting him to even get to it. That was one of the things that they said with uh, – oh, God, who was it? Uh, it wasn't Correa. Tatis Jr.? I think it might have been. But basically that they were going back and forth – or no, it was Judge. They were going mm-hmm. back and forth with the Yankees with that final year of his contract. And basically, the Yankees said, you know what, fine, we'll give you the last year because you don't really want any more dollars. You just want that last year to basically cover your, you know, cover your career at that point. And it doesn't change anything for us. We'll pay you what it is. We're going to cash in on the first, you know, three or four years of the deal, not the back half of the deal. Well, this might all work out, actually, in the Twins' favor, right? Because they were initially in on him for, I think the initial report was like eight years, 200 and I want to say 65 million in that range. And if multiple doctors and multiple teams are coming and saying that, okay, this isn't viable for this long-term deal, this amount of money, are the Twins potentially going to swoop back in and get the guy that they wanted to begin with? I don't think they wanted him to begin with. I don't I don't the twin that's not the twins mindset. Let's put it that way. You know, they're homegrown, trade for talent, grow the talent. They're similar to, you know, the Rays. We're gonna draft and we're gonna trade for prospects and we're gonna grow our team that way. You know, get the occasional rare free agent that decides that they do wanna come there, but not like 
not the top tier free agents. They always are going to get the second tier. I mean, it might work out in the long run for them, but I don't think that it's something that I don't think it, if it was me and I'm the twins, I'm not, I'm not going after that. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it sit and hope that he gets signed by somebody else and, and keep on moving. But I don't think he's going to get, if it ends up finalizing with the Mets, I would be completely shocked. I have a feeling this goes back out and something changes. May end up still being with the Mets, but it's still going to be a short term. So obviously you're a little bit more tied into the baseball stuff. Do you see him taking a one or two year deal and a team going, eh, your leg's not going to fall off in two years, you know, or. I mean, I, you almost have to, if, if for some reason this backs out again with the Mets, no team is going to give him the time of day. If he's asking for 10 plus years. Yeah. If he's asking for five plus, yeah, maybe. But if you know, you're not going to get a team that's going to want to do that for a guy that, whatever the injury is, if it's that big of a deal that the Giants who want to have a star who don't really have one and haven't really had one since Posey left, you know, you're you're hurting to get something. You're in an, in an NL West where you have the two behemoths now of the Dodgers and the Padres, which sounds ridiculous to say, and then you fail that and you lose out on that. And then you're going to go to the Mets that has, you know, buku bucks with Steve Cohen throwing all of his money around because he wants to win. And then you lose out on that. There's not going to be a team that's going to want to sign him long term. Now, he may end up just staying with the Mets. And again, you have Cohen that's going to be like, you know what? Screw it. I don't care. You know, I'm going to I'm going to get a World Series here in a year anyways. It doesn't matter. Then fine. You stay there and you take the money. But if he loses out on the Mets deal, you take a one year deal. You take what you can get from the best chance it's going to give you. You figure out what's wrong with your body, and you you move forward. You get it fixed. You tell that team, okay, cool, I'll take the the five mil or whatever, or ten mil, whatever it's going to be, and, and move on and be happy. But do, doesn't the existence of the DH across the league now give him an opportunity to uh, field more teams to have more of an opportunity? It'll help if the Mets deal doesn't it, go through. I mean, it'll help, but it's not going to. If you have two NL teams that definitely have thrown up red flags to the point that they're going to cancel cancel contracts on you, why would a third NL team, you know, what's it matter at that point? The DH is across the board. If they're all saying he's not going to be healthy enough to be able to be a DH on their teams, why would anybody else do it? Yeah, that's true. I wouldn't. Uh, if, if I'm in the front office, I'm not doing it. Uh, so then that begs the question, um, does the deal with the Mets cross the line? Does it actually get done? Cameron, what do you think? Yeah, I think it'll get done. I think Cohen will find a way, <laughs> reach into his pockets a little more. I mean, at this point, what is what is a little more? I mean, unless he's already nervous about the amount of money and he's the one popping these this flag with the Mets to try and take years and money off. I just I wonder if there's some. I, I think it gets done. Yeah. I have a hard time seeing I, Cohen be the one that is you throwing up the red flag. I think he's trying to sign every MLB player that uh, exists, has yeah. exists, and will exist. I just wonder if they can put some sort of language into his contract that says, hey, I know that we can't, you know, not pay you if you get hurt, but if you do get hurt, you know, it voids whatever. Maybe it voids a year off the contract or two years off the contract, whatever it might be. Um, but, yeah, I think you're right, John. Cohen's not going to care. He's going to throw around money no matter what he can do. I'm still shocked they didn't re-sign DeGrom, which is really interesting to me. Um, you, you're going to let Verlander – you're going to let DeGrom go, but you're going to sign Verlander. And I know Verlander's good. Verlander stays healthy, but I'm not letting DeGrom walk out of that building. That's for damn sure. If you give me a choice between the two, I'm taking DeGrom. And I understand Verlander, you know, the Cy Young and the pedigree and everything, but – I, I feel like DeGrom ha is going to be a more uh, steadier decline, and I, I have literally no um, uh, reason to back that up. It's just it's just optics, really. Well, and I think so, you're going to – oh, go ahead, Kenny. So what I was going to say is statistically two of your, your, your top one and two are two of, if not, the greatest pitchers in the modern era. Max yep. Scherzer – you cannot argue with me because I will not listen to sound logic and reason. Max Scherzer. Hey, my Z. My Z. Z. I was going to say, I can see the black and gold leaking out of your wounds. <laughs> might be the greatest Major League Baseball pitcher of the last 30 or 40 years. Nolan Ryan would have something to say about that. Say what? Nolan Ryan would have something to say about that. Okay, so 
post Nolan, <laughs> post Ryan. He he is. Randy Johnson would have something to say about it too. I don't care. (laughs) Randy Johnson didn't win World Series. Max Scherzer did. Uh, To be fair, uh, he played majority of his time in Arizona. Nobody's winning a world. Well, dang it, they did win a World Series. So one World Series. His one World Series is in Arizona, and he only won it because Kurt Schilling was on that staff as well. And Luis Gonzalez was a hell of a player right there. That was anyway, a stacked team, and nobody really getting, will ever. Yeah, all fair points. Yeah. To my point, Max Scherzer was on campus when I I was. He was a senior. I'm 36 now. Their pitching staff is combined 85 years old, <laughs> and that's just one and two. Like, I love Max Scherzer, but it's gonna fall off at some point. <laughs> And you just paid that man more than the Oakland A's. I, I'm just happy to see that somebody older than me is thriving in sports. I'm tired of seeing the guys that are 23, 24, that are 10 years younger than me. That I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting freaking old. And there's Max Scherzer pushing strong. Adam Wainwright pushing strong. Let's these keep this getting, going. These Max contracts getting, you know, $220 million <laughs> and they were born in 2006. Just blows my mind. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just buys me a Tarasenko jersey, signed Tarasenko jersey for my 30th birthday party. And the first thought was awesome. The second thought was, I'm a grown man with a kid's jersey that. It's got his name on it. Like, yeah. Uh, oh, don't you sell of your custom Maddie Malk jersey there? Oh, mm, mm, <laughs> mm. I'm gonna go on mute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mad- so we got, Madison asked me why my jerseys don't have names, and I said, "Oh, that's because I'm not putting a grown man's name on my back." <laughs> <laughs> I, I wore my Tarasenko jersey last night. Uh, it, was, it was great that he was a healthy scratch for some sort of illness. <laughs> so I just had to look like a complete buffoon. We got the dub though. That's all matters. We got it. We got to get back on track. We got to get back on track. Correa and the Mets. So are with or without are the, are the Mets the NL favorites? No, it's coming out regardless. of the NL West. Regardless, no. The Mets aren't the best team in their division. Yeah, and they're the still Phillies, the Mets. The Phillies I mean, are the better team. Five. I would still say the Braves are going to have some. I think that division is going to be stacked. That's that, what I was that just about be, to say. Is that, that whenever you said that, that Kenny, fight. you are right. You are. When right. you said that Kenny, and, and you, I thought you were talking about Atlanta, which just makes you think that man, that division is stacked. Poor those poor. Marlins. And I would, I would throw the Marlins in there if they can get a lineup. Their pitching is unless they trade Pablo Lopez, mm-hmm. their pitching is legit. Uh, you get a good lineup or a above average lineup to come into there. I think you have a chance that that is a. That division is going to be a battle until the end. You're going to definitely have three teams. You might have a fourth team competing, but they're still nowhere near as good as what you're going to get out in the West. We keep forgetting that the Padres still have Tatis Jr. coming back at some point. I for mean, now. <laughs> for now. Yeah, and they're, yeah. And who cares? You find a home for him, you find a place for him, uh, or you trade him and you're going to get something massive in return for him. So. Do you put on your Cardinals GM hat, knowing what the knowing what the Cubs did, and knowing what the teams to the west and to the east of you are doing? Do you take a flyer and sign Carlos Correa to a one two year deal if the Mets deal falls through? I I I would love to say that we do. Uh, we're absolutely not going to. I would love to see it happen, though. Push Edmund back over to second base. I mean, he's he's not a bad shortstop, but second base is where he needs to be. I mean, imagine having uh, Correa, Arenado, Goldschmidt, and then Edmund to just <laughs> – yeah. Yeah, it would be a nice one, plus Contreras back there. Everyone loves Yachty, but, uh, yeah, the, the hitting went downhill real fast. Do we know if the Cardinals have enough trash cans in the dugout to sign Correa is the question. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they, they, they strapped them all down to the concourse after that one took out the lady in the thunderstorm a couple years ago. <laughs> well, then that's clearly not going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I would like to see Correa, but I still don't think that that helps the team. I, I don't think that 
I don't think Correa helps the Cardinals achieve what they need. The Cardinals still need pitching. They haven't done a jack shit when it comes to pitching. Um, I would still say they need an outfielder. I, I, I love Jordan Walker. I think Jordan Walker is going to be a stud in 2024. I think he's a fourth outfielder in 2023, maybe a fifth outfielder in 2023. And if he's not playing, you got to get him reps down in AAA. Uh, so you still need an outfielder, and I don't think you're going to get – they're putting a lot of faith in a guy named Lars Newtbar. Uh, that concerns me. They, I heard something the other day that they need him to be an all-star. And I'm like, you're joking if you're saying you need him to be an all-star. If we need him to be an all-star, then we are at the bottom of the Central Division. He's like a perfect Cardinal guy. He's just a little spark plug. Just put yeah. him in there and the whole lineup goes. That's that's what our bread and butter is. That and, and, uh, rehab projects of pitchers. Yeah. I mean, the NL is still going to go through Atlanta, LA, and San Diego. That That's just where it's going to go through. I think the Phillies are good, but I don't think they'll end up beating Atlanta. I think Atlanta's going to be really good, especially with Sean Murphy now behind the plate. Um, and then you have to deal with that West. I mean, the Phillies also aren't going to have Bryce Harper for probably the first half of the year. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what you do without that man rocket. Um, uh, my first hot take, uh, the best baseball player I've ever seen. That is certainly <laughs> a hot take. I modeled my entire softball game after him. Play hard. Cut your legs up all the time like a idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bold strategy, Cam. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's only probably... 40 pounds lighter than me and probably six inches taller than me. But I think the difference is though, is that he's getting paid to do it and you still have to get paid to go to work the next day. <laughs> I, and and we had, we had a brief sponsorship to, uh, to play from softball. a liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had a sponsorship at the liquor store. It was great over in Ferguson. I, for the life of me, wish I saved text messages like Cameron because the conversation we had about Bryce Harper's hair with my dad. <laughs> oh my God. Just, <laughs> just, Perfect old white guy text messaging. It, it still doesn't beat the one where we put his face on uh, Harrison Bader's head. <laughs> that was he the best one ever. Harrison Bader. No, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 can, I can picture your dad now for Harrison Bader. Just. <laughs> and I think, you know, the Cardinals are in an interesting spot, though. I mean, honestly where I thought that question originally was going instead of would you get Correa is would you go after Tatis? I would go after Tatis in a heartbeat. You're going to have to give up a I lot. I thought that ship sailed. I don't care if I'm giving I would. He would be the one person that I would give up a lot to go get because that makes your lineup way better, and that makes you compete with, with L.A. and San Diego. I don't yeah, think I, mean, I, I would do that until him. I can see that he's healthy, until I can see – that he can last maybe 140 games without, you know, going down again. Yeah. He's going to come back built like a fucking horse, though. <laughs> yeah. Something about those <laughs> those beaver tranquilizers, really. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We, we got we to gotta move on. We got to move on. Uh, Kenny's got some bowl game uh, weekend matchups we want to talk about. Kenny? Oh, I was going to say it's the most wonderful time of the year, the road to WrestleMania. No, okay. nobody <laughs> didn't see that on That's the next uh, week. on the next didn't week. see that on the pre-podcast outline. But I guess we're going rogue again. All right. No, so um, tomorrow might be the single greatest day in college football. Um, I mean, truth be told, let's be honest. If you've watched any of the bowls before tomorrow, or actually tonight, right now the Orange Bowl is going on, and Clemson is fighting back. Um, they've been awful. Um, the bowl games, that is. So tomorrow on the docket, the Rose Bowl, Penn State versus Utah, and then the two games that matter the most, the college football playoff semifinals. The University of Georgia, the defending national championships, rated number one undefeated versus Ohio State, number four, uh, and then number two, Michigan versus number three, TCU. Here's what I want. Let's talk Rose Bowl real quick. Hot takes, instant guesses. Utah or Penn, who are you guys going with? Utah. Utah. Utah on <laughs> a landslide. Correct answer. And as Mike Leach would say, you don't know if he's traded his bow and arrow for a rifle, so he's better than a Nittany Lion. 
<laughs> well done. <laughs> Rest in power. <laughs> I was really disappointed, side note, uh, that all of the stickers for Mike Leach were the cowbell. I thought they should have made it a Sasquatch. Just my opinion. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure should have had that. I'm you know, right. Valid. But... I do. I think the cooler ones, though, are the pirate flag. I think the there's a couple schools, like most of the schools that are not SEC have a pirate flag, and I think that's Tech, a way better one. Texas Tech blew a f- pirate flag. I, I understand yeah. the cowbell for the SEC teams. It's right. just annoying. So I will uh, say – I will say this, though. I think the most interesting game, and I thought this before it, and I didn't want to watch a second of this game because who's in it? Kansas and Arkansas was going to be the best. It was going to be the best game because there's no defense on either of those teams. Uh, And you're just going to have a shootout. And it did. I would never have expected to go to three overtimes and then for the backup quarterback to miss a wide-open guy in the end zone and decide to hit the cheerleader in the back of the end zone. Uh, But initially, I thought that game would be one of the better ones because there would be no defense. You have two teams that are just going to run the ball up and down the field, throw it all over the place, and nobody's going to stop them. And they ended up, what is it, 55 to 53 was the final. I mean, the over hit by like the halfway through the third quarter. If uh, if, if anybody's questioning my loyalty right now, obviously I'm a Mizzou, Mizzou guy. Um, <laughs> no. I loved, you don't say. I loved Kansas attempting – the Philly special and just epically, epically blowing it. Like it was such a bad play. Like his decision to throw was so terrible. Like, dude, you would have walked into the end zone. He like, he had the tight end on the cross wide open. I literally looked up, watched the play, and I go, Oh, that guy's wide open. I put my head down and he goes, and he misses the pass, and I'm like, what did he do? <laughs> But the what audacity, just happened? The audacity to run that play. Like, you oh, have yeah. the talent. I got into an argument with an ex-co-worker who's a KU guy. I lowercase K, back, right? What? Lowercase lower K, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, lowercase K always. <laughs> I went back and looked at their recruiting rankings. Last year, they did not register on Rivals Top 100. <laughs> They're a Power 5 school. They did not register on the Top 5. Top 100. That means your prospects are so bad. That they're like D2. The year at, prior to that, they were like 81 or 82. I don't remember the exact number. They don't have the talent to run a play like that. It was just beautiful. All right. So, I mean, we, we got to talk about this absolute uh, high-scoring throwing game that will be on tomorrow at 11. Uh, Iowa and Kentucky over under at 31. <laughs> That's what it's set at. Oh my Smash that under. Smash that Smash under. it. Yeah. I, I and it's can't gonna be like harder. It's gonna get to like twenty eight with a twenty four to or twenty eight seven, a twenty four to three or something like that. Legit question has Iowa Iowa scored more than thirty one points combined throughout the year. They'd be really close. Yeah, that's that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think uh, another interesting one's going to be Bama and K State. Uh, not oh. in the sense that I, I think that K State's going to keep it close, but only because I don't think that Alabama's going to be all in on it. I, I really don't think that they're all there. Um, but then the other side of it is Alabama will absolutely run over K State if they are all there. They are going to murder. K-State. It'd be nice to see. Quick quick note, uh, Iowa football scored over 31 points uh, once against Northwestern on October 29th. (laughs) Oh, that's good. (laughs) They beat another Wildcat by 31 points. That's fantastic. I'm going to have to call up the bookie. I'm going to have to change the bet real quick. I didn't know the Wildcat was in effect. Yeah, you might have to to switch that one up. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm definitely taking Alabama in that. uh, Even Seven point spread. Alabama's favored by seven. Uh, I I don't think that's ever in question after the first ten minutes of this game. I just I I don't see Kansas State matching up hype wise to Alabama. Like this is the biggest bowl game, mm-hmm. and, and and apologize or apologies from me that I forgot about this game because it's not even on my radar. I think it's going to be that bad of a drumming. Um, 
I don't think Kansas State can do it. Um, they might shock the world, but I'm not expecting them to. Um, because you're talking about Alabama in the Sugar Bowl in the South. Not a chance. It's a home game for Alabama, basically. Mm-hmm. I think Alabama so wins by so much that the uh, college football figures out a way to make them win the playoff just outright, <laughs> even though they're not even in it. They just send them to L.A. Exactly. I, I, I legit had friends who were like, Alabama at two losses should be in over TCU. I'm like, you're out of your damn minds. Speaking of TCU, that's going to be a fun game to watch, a TCU-Michigan game. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of points in that one as well. I mean, they're both of those games are going to be really interesting to watch. I mean, I, I do think that Georgia handles Ohio State, but I think that's going to be a fun one just to see what Ohio State can actually do. Um, but, I, yeah, I mean, they're going to have to put up a hell of a game, that's for sure. But they have the ability to score points and – we saw what the weakness is with Georgia against Mizzou. I mean, that Mizzou could have beat Georgia. And saying that means that you're going to get a day where Uga is Uga, and they just, it happens and they, they can't put up. And I think Michigan TCU is, to me, Michigan TCU is the more interesting of the two playoff games because I think that game is going to be a ridiculous game. Um, honestly, I think that Michigan ends up winning, but I wouldn't be shocked to see TCU pull it off either. I would say, in, in my personal opinion, I think TCU is going to win this game. I think the only reason why TCU was not um, number two or the way the the rankings fell is they didn't want to potentially have a Big Ten versus Big Ten matchup mm-hmm. um, You know, with having uh, Ohio State and Michigan be two and three because we had just seen that. So I think they kind yeah. of – Messed with the the rankings there, um, it, it, I, I, but I think TCU is going to do something that people don't think they should do, and they're going to jump up and slap Michigan in the face. Um, it will be interesting though. I think Michigan is a better coached team. Um, they run a style that is clearly more in line with successful programs. And what I mean by that is, is TCU kind of runs that all out. I won't call them an air raid necessarily, but they throw the ball a lot. Um, but that style is wild, and it does bad things like Tennessee getting <laughs> like tired one in the background. <laughs> yeah, you know, I turned around to see because you know theoretically t- Tennessee was, should be up by like fifty based on their 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 script. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you can see, when you know they're they're getting a little tired, so well, and we, I think I, th- I think that pro style make it makes it really tough for Michigan too. I mean, not a lot of teams play the pro style, especially going up against a Big Twelve team that doesn't play defense. Oh, the the Big Twelve doesn't know anything about defense, so that's why I can't wait for Texas and Oklahoma to be in the in the SEC. Um, so gut reaction. I want TCU to win. I think Michigan pulls it off because I think the best two teams this year have been Michigan and Georgia, and that's kind of, you know, Tarantino in my uh, prediction for the next game. But everybody's well, thoughts. Let's, let's do that then. Yeah, let's get uh, let's get a final matchup prediction from everybody. We won't do a, a winner because we'll cover that next week, but a final matchup prediction. Uh, I got. Michigan and Georgia in the final. Yeah, I'll go Michigan and Georgia too. Well, that's what I was going to do as well, but I'd give me TCU and Georgia, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I thought you were going to go TCU and Ohio State. Let's go for the complete opposite. Actually, yeah, let's do that. You know what? <laughs> Fine, why not? <laughs> TCU, Ohio State. Let's, let's roll the dice. <laughs> I, All right, guys. I, I will say I'll, – I'll say Georgia, TCU. Um yeah, I, I'm really excited about this. This is this is this is my day. This is my Super Bowl. I love college football. I love everything that it's about. Um, we could talk about all the bad stuff that's happening with it right now, but this is arguably one of the greatest spectacle spectacles in sports right now. Is, is this college football playoff? 
And it's only going to get better. Truly, it is only going to get better once mm-hmm. they. We're uh, we'll come to you next week for the uh, full breakdown and full prediction of what you think of the final then. So, uh, good for a show, guys. Well done. I think we'll go ahead and uh, end it yeah, there. Nice uh, any any quick final thoughts before before we uh, close it out? Uh, yeah, you quick see final what's thought. happening in the Royal um, Rumble is. <laughs> 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 Any quick uh, uh, final thoughts uh, other than Kenny? Uh, Tigers winning a ma- uh, major this year. What? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I can't. No, yep, you're definitely right on that one. Are all the players going to live except right. for Tiger and Rory? Or No. Oh, I'm writing yeah. that one down. All right. He's well, going gonna to capture it. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks, I guess. Uh, Ride the Pines says Tiger is going to win a major this year. All right. Uh, thank you everybody so much for listening. We'll be back next week to uh, discuss the college football playoff along with any other headlines that break during the week. Um, please uh, find uh, Ride the Pine right now on Spotify and Anchor and coming to other platforms soon. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Bye, guys. Bye. Yeah. Bye.